Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. I know we've grown, you know, uh, we lean on the screen a lot of times, but I'm going to be going to the Bible because a lot of these verses are set in greater contexts of Scripture. You might just see one verse up there, but there's a whole lot more around that that maybe you need to take in uh, besides just what's on the screen. So if you have a Bible with you this morning or this tonight, it'd be great as we go to these places, you might just go there as well uh, and and, uh, go along with this journey with us. 1 Thessalonians 5. In verse number 18, the Apostle Paul is writing to the church at Thessalonica, and he writes these words, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Now, I know he was writing to the church at Thessalonica, but he also speaks in a verse like verse 27 that this epistle was to be read to all the holy brethren. So even uh, encompassing those beyond the church at Thessalonica. So whenever I understand that in everything, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Everybody say, that's me. That's me. And I want to talk to you tonight just very simply along the lines of thanksgiving tonight if we can just pray one more time god would help me uh, to be quite honest i'm a little tired but i know he's going to help me in my spirit tonight father i love you god i appreciate you lord jesus tonight i pray god bring an alertness and awareness to my mind lord jesus in this place this evening help us lord to glean lord jesus from the word of the lord tonight god in this topical lord jesus survey if you will of thanksgiving Lord, in the scriptures that we can glean from the word of God and that, Lord, it'll be food for our souls. Bless the hearers tonight that they can walk away with something, God, in their own personal lives, God, for, Lord Jesus, what they're about ready to hear in the next few moments. The lovely name of Jesus Christ that I pray. Amen and amen. And the church say amen. Amen. You may be seated tonight. Thanksgiving. So since I'm not going to be here, I'm going to talk about it now. And uh, this is the month of Thanksgiving, quite humorously. Uh, it was toward the beginning of the month that I was doing the little flip through on Facebook, Sister Craig, and came across that little uh, some e-card or whatever that said November, the month where, where people who have complained for the past uh, 11 months on Facebook become thankful for 30 days. And that's just about the gist of it for some. That's just about the gist of it for some. Tonight, starting in 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 18, I would like us to consider this concerning the subject matter of thanksgiving, what the Apostle Paul was writing to. Of of happiness and prosperity, I give thanks unto the Lord. But also in the times when I have the diagnosis that I've been given cancer, I'm not giving him per se thanks for that, but in spite of that, I am still giving the Lord thanks and gratitude and praise and thanksgiving and so wherever we may find ourselves whatever circumstances that we may find ourselves in it is God's will according to the apostle Paul he says this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you it's God's will that we remain thankful unto the Lord 
in and among the various circumstances that can uh, at times attack, or if you want to call it that, uh, come against us in our lives. So thanksgiving, according to the Apostle Paul, number one, it's the will of God to be thankful. Uh, you don't have to uh, ponder, you know, I wonder if I should give any thanksgiving to God. It's not, it's not a question, question, questioning manner. It, it is the will of God. If you give it, you are in sync with the will of God for your life to give thanks in everything that you may face or that you may approach in this life. But thanksgiving is not just the will of God. I learned from Psalms 50 that thanksgiving is also commanded in the scriptures as well. The book of Psalms, chapter number 50, and verse number 14 will state these words, and you'll have to bear just a little with me tonight since I'm doing some page turning. But in Psalms 50 and verse number, and verse number 14, the Bible states these words, and it, is, and it is commanded. He says, offer, that's understood as us, you, whoever he's speaking to, offer unto God thanksgiving and pay thy vows unto the most high. Offer unto God thanksgiving. In many of your Bibles among, uh, before Psalms 50 is written that this is a psalm of Asaph. A psalm of Asaph. Asaph was one of the leaders, if you will, of David's choir. He was skilled according to the scriptures that we read. He was skilled in music. As a matter of fact, he was a chief denoted as a chief musician that were among two others. And this psalm was written by Asaph, this skilled musician, this chief musician. And it is Asaph and these two other chief musicians, according to the Bible, that they were the ones that went before the Ark of the Covenant whenever it was brought from the house of Obed-Edom where it had been for quite some time, for three months, and it was, the ark was being taken back to Jerusalem, it was Asaph and two other chief musicians with him that preceded the ark, went before the ark, and was worshiping the Lord, hitting their cymbals together with a voice of thanksgiving unto God as they were ushering, if you will, in the presence of the Lord back into Jerusalem. And so with that as a background, understanding that Asaph wrote this song, we're not talking about somebody wet behind the ears here. We're talking about this is a chief musician. This is one of the top three. This is one that David wanted over his choir, wanted over his music. This is a man that he entrusted these things with. This is a man that had ushered the Ark of the Covenant from Obed-Edom into Jerusalem. So this man, if I could say it like this, this man had corn in the crib. This man knew what he was talking about. And when we understand that, we begin to understand in the setting of Psalms 50 that thanksgiving was very vital to the sacrifices of God's people. Because what he says here, what Asaph says in Psalms 50, he basically tells us, and you can look in your Bibles in verse 8, he says, God is not going to reprove you, house of Israel. He's not going to reprove you for your sacrifices because you bring your sacrifices. You bring them continually. 
You bring your bulls and your goats and you're very, very purposeful about bringing your sacrifices unto the Lord, though he don't really need them, but you understand the law and the prescription that's in the law, what you must do in order to approach God. He says, so you bring your sacrifices and that's important and I can't, I can't say anything about the sacrifices you bring. They're very vital, they're important and I cannot reprove you. Amen. He said they're continual. He said they're spot on. Uh, they're, they're not a missing element. He said, but there is a missing element in this thing of bringing your sacrifice. There's something that should accompany your sacrifice that is missing. There's something that should accompany these animals that you are bringing that is a missing element in the sacrifices that you're bringing. And that was what he spoke of in verse number 14. That's the reason why he's commanding and telling them, offer unto God thanksgiving he's telling them your sacrifices are good they're great but there needs to be something accompanying that sacrifice and it should be thanks it should be praise it should be some sense of gratefulness unto the lord now this is a man that knew what he was talking about if you're going to lend ear to anybody lend it to someone who knows what they're talking about Asap it says you should be bringing thanksgiving with your sacrifices. He commands them offer unto God thanksgiving. And with that, with that, he's speaking to the house of Israel. He's speaking to the saints. He changes directions now in verse number 16. And he begins to speak not to the saints, but those that are considered the wicked. And he's contrasting then the saints with the wicked. And particularly, you'll know what he is speaking concerning the wicked is what the wicked, listen to me, what the wicked do with their mouth. Notice the scriptures. He begins to say what the wicked do with their mouth. The wicked, he says, their mouths are given to evil. Their mouths frameth deceit. Their mouths speak against their brother and their mouths slander their mother's son or their brother they're slanderous they're evil they're deceitful the mouths of the wicked are and then if you then go down to verse 22 of that same chapter he says now consider this ye that forget God lest I tear you in pieces and there be none to deliver in other words he's saying in all the use of their mouths they have forgot God and there's no thanksgiving he says house of Israel the wicked use theirs for deceit uh, the wicked use theirs for slander. It's not given thanksgiving. It's not given honor. It's not given praise. And it's not given thanks to God. He said, but look how close you are becoming one of them because you have forgot your God and you have great sacrifices, but you're lacking on thanksgiving. You're lacking on praise. You're lacking on gratefulness and adoration unto the Lord. And so he commands them, offer unto God thanksgiving. Someone say amen. So thanksgiving is something that Asaph believed was commanded and he commanded the people to do so because they lacked in that area. But we are also admonished to approach his presence. We're admonished to approach his presence, the Bible says, with thanksgiving. Psalms 95 and verse number two, the Bible says, let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms let us come before his presence with thanksgiving the bible says now listen 
Asaph, he knows, back to Asaph just here real quickly. Asaph knows about what he is talking about concerning Thanksgiving because Asaph has done this before in the Old Testament of ushering in the presence of God. Going before the presence of God with songs and singing and with thanksgiving, leading the ark of God back. Now note what the Bible says in Psalms 95, why we should approach his presence with thanksgiving. You can look at verses 3 through 7 and begin to glean some of the reasons. You know, why be thankful? Why be thankful to God? The scripture clearly denotes here are some reasons why we should come before his presence with thanksgiving. Because or for, the Bible says, he's a great God. I mean, oh, you're getting really deep here tonight, Brother McGee. Well, let me tell you, I've noted in my own Christian life that I think we come to a place that thanksgiving's only appropriate for what we deem as the huge things that we see displayed that God accomplishes and we overlook and become dull to the more simpler taken for granted things of him just being God I, I, I mean <laughs> the, the Bible says some other reasons why we should have thanksgiving and admonish to approach his presence with thanksgiving he is a great king it says above all gods. He's a great king. It says, it begins to speak of his creative works. What he has done concerning creation. And so I derive from that, not only is he a great God, not only is he a great king, we say, well, what's the difference? Well, whenever you employ the word king, you're talking about a ruler. You're talking about somebody that governs. He governs well. He rules well. There's a sense of justice. Amen, that comes with the, the mentality of a king. But he is a great creator. He's a great creator. I don't agree I don't agree with that. Well, look at yourself. It might make you want to say, yeah, he did something pretty good right here. So he is a great creator. And then another reason why there should be thanksgiving when we approach his presence is because we are in relationship with him. He's our God. Now, folks, it's one thing just to say something or someone is great. But when you can say that thing that is great, you are in relationship with, and it's not something far-fetched, but it's something nigh and near. That changes the dynamic of everything. I'm not just talking about a great God, a great king, a great creator. I'm talking about my God, my king, my creator. And so I come to his presence with thanksgiving. And commanded to do so. The Bible says in Psalms 100 and verse 4, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. There it is, a commanding type manner again. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and to his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. So, so far tonight, thanksgiving is the will of God. Thanksgiving is commanded now, this may seem to go without explanation, but I think it's important. Thanksgiving is allowable. So allowable, and it's also preferred. You know, it's allowable, and it's preferred. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. And there's four times within this chapter, verses 8, 15, 
18, 21, and 31 that the Bible states these words. It pauses every once in a while and says, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. He starts out by saying, Let them, let the redeem of the Lord. It's a la- Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you, and have a blessed day.